welcome to Perfecting the Practice, the podcast for behavioral health providers and administrators on how practice management makes perfect. This podcast is brought to you by Therapy Brands, a collection of the best of the best behavioral health practice management, telehealth, and data collection tools. Our team is here to help you expand the reach and impact of your practice. My name is Sage, and I'm a member of the Therapy Brands team. I have a background in mental health administration, having previously worked as a practice manager and insurance biller before joining Therapy Brands. I've seen firsthand the ways in which the right techniques and tools can make all the difference when it comes to successfully running a practice. From getting clients in the door to getting paid for your services, there are so many moving parts to keeping a therapy practice in good health. In today's episode, we're talking about how customer service plays a role in client retention for healthcare organizations. Client retention is a huge part of what keeps a healthcare organization growing successfully. The universal principles of good customer service, like clear communication, compassionate response, and conflict resolution, are as relevant to healthcare administrators as they are to any other public-facing profession. Whether you're a therapy office scheduler, practice manager, or the CEO of a large healthcare agency, it's important to incorporate these principles into the ways that you communicate and the ways you lead. Today, we're joined by industry experts, Azure Hardy and Nathan Buss, to discuss the core tenets of good customer service and how they apply to all the roles in the healthcare industry. My name's Azure Hardy, and I am the Senior Director of Customer Care and Chief of Staff at Therapy Brands. And what that looks like day to day is that I serve as an operations leader, really working to support our customer care team through data reporting and analysis. So. I take data, make it actionable so that those leaders can be focused on best-in-class customer experiences. I'm really passionate about telling the customer experience story. How are we serving our customers in a way that makes it easier for them to care for their clients? Really, at the end of the day, we all share the same goal, and that's to serve the underserved. My name is Nathan Buss. I'm the customer care manager with Theranest, CASA, and ShareNote. I used to be the patient care coordinator back when I worked at a hospital in Paradise, California. Um, working with eight LCSWs, two psychiatrists, and a psychologist. But eventually, uh, Paradise, California burned to the ground about two-something years ago. And so I had to find a role elsewhere and found a position with Theranest as a biller for just about one year before moving to the customer care manager. So my role is to oversee the customer care team and help with any tricky questions. I asked Nathan and Azure what they saw as the relationship between patient retention and customer service. Here's Azure. Customer service is key to retention. The two really go hand in hand. So people today are moving quickly. They need quick answers and readily available support, no matter what product they're using. If you can't deliver timely and accurate customer service, you're at serious risk of losing your clientele. And that applies to patients too. As healthcare consumers, patients want to know that their questions and needs are important. So every interaction you have with a patient is an opportunity to provide excellent customer service. You might not think of it as being customer service, but it is. Patients are consumers and they have a choice about where they go for their healthcare needs. So focusing on that patient experience is a critical part of retaining your clientele. And here's what Nathan had to say. I think it has everything to do with it. I think if you treat someone poorly, they're not going to want to stick around, right? But I think it goes even deeper than that. I think that customer service is really everything. Treating somebody well not only makes them feel important, but it also build a relationship. And I mean, we all know that we have, we all have a doctor that we would see over anybody else. We all have a, a hairdresser or, you know, nail stylist or somebody that we would, we wouldn't see anybody else other than that one person because they're who we're familiar with, right? Even if I had a doctor 
who was better than your doctor. Even if I could prove it and say, look at the comments from the people that saw both of our doctors, they like mine better. You're still going to want to go to yours because you have a connection with that doctor. You've been seeing them for X amount of years and and you've built that connection up with them. So I think customer service is all about that. Just having that connection piece with them is the retention part that you're talking about. I was curious what Azure and Nathan considered to be the most important aspects of customer service. Azure said this. So I was actually just asked the other day to list the top three traits of a great customer service agent as part of a project we were working on. And I said, curiosity, empathy, and tenacity. Here's why. To provide excellent customer service, you have to be willing to dig into it. You have to be willing to explore what you don't know. You have to be able to think about things like a puzzle. Most problems that are brought to you in a customer-facing role are going to require some level of investigation. So enjoying that type of research is a really important strength. Empathy. Empathy is critical in customer-facing roles. Honestly, I would say it's the number one trait I'm looking for in any interview process for a new hire. That ability to put yourself in the shoes of someone else and to try to understand why and how they think, that'll serve you so well in life. In customer-facing roles, empathy drives a lot of our conversation. And I believe it's what sets us apart from our competitors here at Therapy Brands. We have this team that really cares about mental and behavioral health. And through the work we do every day, we feel like we get to contribute, even in some small little way, to addressing the mental and behavioral health needs of our communities. And then lastly, tenacity. It's great when you can solve a problem quickly for a customer, but that's not the reality most of the time. It typically requires communication and collaboration from larger teams. So healthcare administrators are facing those kind of similar issues on a daily basis. Being tenacious on behalf of our customers, kind of more broadly, their clients, is how we move that needle forward. Because no product or service is static. Healthcare shouldn't be either. We're always learning. We're always adapting. So software should be like that. And as a team, we have our provider's best interests at the forefront of our work, but we have to be scrappy. We have to be determined and we have to be ready to help them be successful. And here's how Nathan responded. I think that people want to be heard and they want to know that they're being heard. So I'd say the biggest aspect of customer service would be listening. It's very hard for me to do. As I'm listening, I'm thinking of the next thing I want to say, but I have to put that aside and be present in the moment. I would say that the key is to relay back the same thing that they've said to you so they know that you've understood them. So you listen to what they've said and then you repeat it back to them. Okay, so what I'm hearing you say is X, Y, and Z. And that's what tells them that you were listening. Also, it saves your butt in case you listen to them incorrectly. I've done that too. I say, okay, so what I heard you say was X, Y, and Z. And they go, no, 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 no. What I said was A, B, and C. And they go, oh, I'm so glad. So let me get this straight. You're talking about A, B, and C. And they go, yes, thank you. You finally heard what I'm trying to say. And then we move on from there. That's also like a de-escalation technique, I think, is just listening and letting them know, hey, I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. And I get that. Now we can work on fixing it. This is such a perfect example of the overlap between the way that like therapeutic techniques and the way that we can treat our clients in a clinical setting has so much overlap with how we treat our customers in a customer service setting, because that form of reflective listening and that structure of hearing somebody say something and then responding with what I'm hearing you say is so that you make sure that everybody's on the same page and that the understanding is clear across the board. You know, that's a technique that's used in therapy as well as in customer service. So I think that's a fantastic example. Azure also spoke to the power of reflective listening in the context of customer service, specifically in situations of conflict. So I would say active listening is a huge part of conflict resolution. You can't really help someone if you don't understand the root of their issue. 
So to me, it's important that you're really hearing what the other person is telling you. One way I like to do this in conversations with customers or providers is to repeat back what I've heard them say and ask for validation. That way I can ensure that I fully understood. And it also gives them a minute to hear their own words repeated back and reflect on if that's the true root cause of their frustration. A lot of times we solve issues there in the moment when we recognize that we've had a miscommunication on what the larger issue is. Another technique that I like to use is providing a clear timeline. So a lot of times a customer is frustrated because they feel like they're not getting answers. Really what the root cause of that is, is the unknown. They don't know what their next step is going to be. So I like to listen closely, summarize it back to them about what I've heard and what their ask is. And then I outline what actions I'm going to take next. Outline those steps when I'm going to take them, who will be involved, and most importantly, when they can expect to hear back from me on an update or on the status. People want to know you're taking their concerns seriously and that you have the ball in your court. I tell my new managers this all the time. You don't necessarily have to have the answer right there in the moment. You just have to be willing to actively listen, empathize, and then provide that clear timeline of what you're going to do to make it right. Absolutely. And I think that that's where having living and breathing processes that are able to change and adapt becomes so important. Because if you have things in a static way where if you're seeing like a perpetual issue in a certain friction that's coming up over and over again, that's a great opportunity to figure out maybe if on a broader level there needs to be a change in process so that that friction can go away. is all about iteration. Nothing is ever static. So it's it's really seeing where your gaps are, thinking through how you can address them, and then iterating on that process. So I think healthcare administrators are often put in challenging positions where they're balancing competing priorities. They serve these internal teams, their providers, their clinicians, their staff, but ultimately we all serve the customer. So sometimes I think those priorities could be at odds with each other or the timelines are not aligned. You may have a provider looking for one thing and a client or a patient of that provider looking for something different. Those priorities can really be at odds with each other. So the traits that I mentioned earlier, just as important in healthcare administrators, because the basic premise is the same. You are the one who will be tasked with a solution and the answers won't always be easy. So you have to really understand the issue at its root and then empathize with that provider or client as to why the issue is important to them, and then go after a quick resolution, something that's going to satisfy everyone. That's a big job, and not every day is it going to feel as successful as the previous one, but the work that healthcare administrators are doing is really the backbone that supports the entire healthcare system, so it's critical work. Nathan and Azure, if they had any surprising moments or stories they wanted to share with me about their experience in healthcare administration and customer service. I've been surprised many, many, many times. I think the biggest surprise, I worked in a dental office as part of the hospital for a while there, and we had to have patients fill out paperwork before being seen, obviously. 
one patient just flat out refused. He goes, I'm not going to fill this out. This is going to take too long. I'm not going to fill this out. And he was bulging. He's like, you're going to see me regardless, but we weren't going to be able to see them. We have to have a consent to treat form filled out. Right. So instead I said, hey, is it okay if I fill this out for you? And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to fill it out. I can't fill it out anyway. I don't want to fill it out. And so I had to pull him aside and start asking him. I mean, there were pretty awkward questions that you have to answer in those forms. And I started walking him through it himself. And he started realizing that, you know, that I was going out of my way. Now my team was kind of backed up because they had to cover the front without me. But I stayed at it. His attitude massively changed. I could have just said, sorry, we're not going to see you. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. But I said I stuck with it. I wasn't sure what was going to end up happening. But he eventually got so embarrassed, he left. He actually said, you know what? I'm not going to be seen. I'm just not in the right mindset right now. It was, you know, because he went from being angry to being very embarrassed, I guess. So then he, he left and I didn't think much of it. Later, a big letter came in and he had filled out this big old form thanking me for everything I'd done to help. He did come back. He was one of our patients, but he, you know, gave me a giant thanks. And he said, this guy had no idea what I was going through that day. He said, I had such a bad day and I took it out on the front desk and I shouldn't have, but they stayed with it. They helped me out, even though I was being belligerent and they should not have done that. They went out of their way. I'm never going to go anywhere else. Now I'm always going to come there. So it was a moment for me to realize, okay, if someone's having a bad day, we have no idea what they've gone through. We have no idea what's happened to them a few minutes before they walked in the door. Did they get in a car accident a second ago? Did somebody they know pass away? Did, did they just get terrible news? We have no idea. And sometimes we just think that, well, that person's probably just always grumpy or Maybe they're just taking it out on me or maybe I did something wrong to make them upset, but it could have been anything. It's sort of our role as humans, in my opinion, to, to try to carry each other's burdens as best as we can and, and help each other in any way possible. So I just, that one really stuck with me because you know he went from angry to embarrassed, not because of the things he was having to tell me to write down, but because I was writing it down for him when he could have done it himself. And here's what Azure said. I don't know about surprise, but I'm often moved by the stories of our providers. Mm-hmm. Our customers, they really are the best. They're champions for their clients. They're focused on providing that best mental and behavioral healthcare service that they can. And I think all of us here at Therapy Brands are in constant awe of that work. So I'm always really moved when a provider takes time out of their day, which we all know is incredibly busy, to connect with our teams. And that happens pretty frequently around here. It connects us to the work and it lets us be part of that journey alongside our providers. And that's a really incredible feeling. Absolutely. And I think that that mindset of kind of taking the small victories and really understanding how your impact, though it may feel small, has kind of exponential repercussions and benefits across an entire industry. And then ultimately to the end user, the patient's that is something that can be extended to in the world of healthcare administration because the day-to-day can sometimes feel a little mundane or frustrating sometimes. But remembering that your reach, even beyond just the person that you're caring for in the moment, the client that you're helping schedule or trying to figure out a solution to a problem with, you know, you're affecting not only them, but also all of the people that they're going to go out into the world and touch after that. And so keeping that bigger picture perspective is really helpful, I think, for everyone who's in service to the community. I completely agree with you, Sage. I think that sometimes, especially in administration, we tend to be siloed. And sometimes we can be siloed away from our clients or our patients. And I think that makes it difficult to remember how impactful the work that we do every day is. So I always encourage people in leadership or in administrative roles where you may not be touching the customer experience every day 
to really dive into those where you can. Go and sit at the front desk or dive into an email inbox or go touch base with your providers during lunchtime and they're all in a break room and hear those stories and remember and be reminded that you do make a huge impact in the work of serving our communities. If she had any final pieces of advice she wanted to impart on our listeners before we ended our conversation. I think my advice would be to practice that active listening and empathy. I think at the end of the day, most people just want to be heard and know that somebody cares. That's really a human trait that we all share, regardless of what industry you're in or what job title you hold. We see these kind of examples every day where we might not be able to fix that customer issue right away which you would imagine would be really frustrating to be told, you know, we can't resolve this today. But because our team is so actively engaged, they're empathized, and they're willing to work aggressively towards a solution, we see a lot of customers who ultimately walk away really happy with that experience because they feel heard and validated. And that can translate across any industry. So while you can't take customer issues personally, because usually there's something above and beyond your individual control, tackle those solutions as if they're personal and your providers and your clients will thank you for it because they will feel heard. That's such a great message. Thank you, Azure, so much. I know that all of us at Therapy Brands are so grateful for your leadership and everything that you bring to the table as far as empathy and compassion and interest in the human experience is concerned. I know that we all benefit from that and and so do our customers. And so are the people who are listening to this podcast episode today. I think that they're going to walk away with a lot of really useful techniques for making sure that they're connecting in a positive way with their clients and patients. Thank you so much for having me, Sage. Thank you so much for listening today. I wish you all the best in your practice management. My name is Sage and you've been listening to Perfecting the Practice the podcast for behavioral health providers and administrators on how practice management makes perfect. If you're enjoying this season of Perfecting the Practice, please consider subscribing and maybe even leaving a review. It helps other listeners like you find us. Bye for now.